This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. It is at this point both an understatement and a bit of cliche to say that COVID-19 has changed our lives. 2021 was challenging as 2020, with renewed waves of high infections and cases which has taken its toll on all of us. With Rosh Hashanah around the corner, I've asked clinical psychologist David Abramson to give tips on how we can emotionally and mentally prepare ourselves for the new year. David, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Only a pleasure. David, uh, we're coming up to the whole batch of Chagim and people may be spiritually ready for it. We know what's expected of us and we can perform at that level. But maybe emotionally and mentally, we still need to prepare ourselves. What do you recommend? It's been a really tough year, I'd say a year and a half for, for, I would say, all of us in some way. And I think we've all had our own kind of unique experiences and some common experiences. But I think it is. It is so useful to to stop around this time of the year, especially before Rosh Hashanah, before New Year, and and reflect um, and reflect on the year that has just gone by, and I think I think it's actually a good thing to do. You know, I think it's a great milestone to do it now, but I also think it's not a bad idea to do it other times in the year, uh, and and maybe this isn't uh, the only time we should just stop and reflect and think about where we are in the world. Because I think, you know, when we think about New Year, we think about so much pressure. You know, the New Year's resolutions. What am I going to do in this New Year? Um, and I think if we do put things in place. In the year where we also going to stop and reflect and say, where are we? Do we need to realign or do we just, are we doing well and continue with how we're running our lives? I think that kind of takes the pressure off that new year kind of resolution, that new year, like I'm going to change everything. So I think, I think that's an important thing to say that, you know, there's no rule that says you can't reflect at any point in, in the year and think about, you know, where am I going? How am I doing things? So, so hopefully that takes the pressure off this time of year. You know, it's not a once-off, uh, <laughs> once-off event, and that you know you have to wait till next year to do it again. So I think that's the first thing, and and I think it is so important that we stop and reflect. I mean, it's been a very, very, as I said, tough time for for I think everyone. But you know, I find that people decide right this time of year that they're going to make goals, they're going to set goals, and they're going to change their lives, and and um, I think it is it can be very overwhelming. You know, because I think the first thing is that, you know, we, we, we're not sure at times what goals to set. And sometimes when we do set goals, they seem to be the same goals as we've set the year before. Like, you know, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to, you know, and we just never seem to get around to, to doing it correctly. And we kind of feel like we're stuck in a cycle. So I think one of the most important things is to really spend time and think about what is the goals that you'd like to set. You know, in while reflecting on how you've run your life in the, you know, in the past year. So I think that is, in my opinion, yes, it's important to know and to think about how you're going to execute that goal and how you're going to go about it. And we can certainly talk about that. But I think we don't spend enough time really thinking about what our goal should be and what's going to add the most, you know, value to our lives. And what's so fascinating is that, you know, um, in psychology, there's so many things we argue about, you know, there's no, you know, I always say we, we go into exclusive books and we can go to the, um, you know, the medical section and, and generally they all agree, but psychology, we, we, we argue, you know, but, in, you know, medically we know where the heart is. We know where the lungs are in psychology. We, <laughs> we tend to argue, but I think, I think the one thing that has really become clear over the last 20 years is really what makes a human being happy. 
And I think, I think I'd like to share with you those three points. And I think I've kind of, and I think it's more complicated than that, but certainly just, you know, highlighting three very important points that it seems like most of these self-help books are really, and very interesting studies as well, long-term studies are telling us our important goals to aim for, because this is what makes us happy as human beings. I think for me, what I'd like to do is just like highlight those three, if I, if I may, Cherise. Please go ahead, David. Okay, excellent. And so I think for me, when we're thinking about, you know, the new year and setting goals, I think it's, I find it very useful to think about three, three things. And, and as I said, I think these are the three things that, that seem to be um, common in uh, in all these kind of great thinkers, you know, of our times on what makes us happy. And the first one is just creating emotional awareness and really understanding how you're feeling um, and your thoughts and how they affect your feelings. So really to to take the time to create uh, emotional awareness. And, and how do we do that? You know, I think it's really around um, taking the time, the rituals, so it could be, you know, if you, if you do decide to exercise, you know, obviously we want to be healthier and we want to um, lose weight, maybe lower our cholesterol and our blood pressure, but really it could also be a time to, to reflect on our feelings and where we are. And, you know, we can do things like yoga and meditate, but, you know, often people pray, you know, and, and they become closer to Hashem and God. And, and, and that's, that's really all around creating emotional awareness. Um, and then the other thing is strong relationships. And, and, and I think it's so important because we're talking about something that really affected us all, uh, during COVID and, uh, strong relationships really bring us happiness, you know, um, being, and we're talking about, you know, connections in the community, in your family, friends, you know, those are the, those are the, those are the relationships that really, really matter. And, and, you know, the things that you can do, um, before, uh, we start this new year is to actually ask yourself, like, who do you feel you, you can really be yourself with? Who are those people? And, and maybe put more energy into those relationships, um, and contributing to the community and, um, you know, by, and, and getting closer to the, to, to people in the community and even closer to, you know, f- members of your family, which is hard during COVID. Absolutely. But to find ways uh, in a safe way to to keep those connections alive and really strong, and then and then the last one um, that seems to be a commonality is creating a sense of meaning and purpose. And um, I know that might sound like a cliche, but but really it's so important that we as as a human beings have some kind of meaning and purpose in the world. Um, and I think what you know what creates meaning for one person certainly doesn't have to create meaning for another. Some people have very lofty kind of like goals, like to change the world and to, um, you know, to, 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 to make the world green and, and, and world peace, which is fine. And that's great if that brings you meaning, but it can be much smaller and they bring just as much happiness to one's life. Like, um, you know, like um, I would say helping other people out, thinking about others, doing some charity work or even learning new skills, you know, um, you know, making sushi, <laughs> learning to fix a car, or, or, you know, if you've been afraid of that computer program, you know, that just do it. And again, these things bring a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose to our lives. So really, Cherise, why I'm going on about this is I think for me, before we even think about, you know, where, you know, um, you know, how, what are we going to change and how are we going to do it? I think we need to, it's very useful 
it's step one to think about what is the most important things that are going to make us happy. What are the things that we actually want to change? And are those really the right things? Are those the right things that we're focusing on? So I thought I'd just give you those three factors because those really seem to be um, the broad, the broad kind of outline of a really, really has a, has a significant impact on our happiness. David, you mentioned give life meaning and what that meaning is is different for everybody. And one of the things that COVID has taught is we've all come out with different life lessons from COVID. What COVID has taught me, whether it be, you know, you can never plan or you've got to seize the moment or whatever it is, you know, and our lives have changed so much. But there's also been so much loss in the community. Mm-hmm. I think people coming around a table this year is going to be different from what it has been in previous years. And as much as the excitement of being able to actually sit together is something we were denied Pesach last year, and I think was very traumatic and hard for people, Mm. I think dynamics are going to be different. And I think people may be, in a way, dreading the thought of taking note of the loss that has happened mm-hmm. at a time when we should be, you know, spiritually focusing on on the future and on improving. Maybe it's a dichotomy. Absolutely. And I think I think for me it's so important what you say because I think, you know, if we look at, you know, our, our general community, the South African community, the world community, but, uh, you know, the Jewish community has been particularly hard hit. And I think it's very hard to to celebrate when one is genuinely feeling loss. And I think it's important, and it might sound again like a cliche, to to understand that if you you know you you've been through a trauma, you've been through a loss, that that it's not going to be easy just to say, right, let's sit around the table and plan for the year and and um, you know to be realistic. And we know with loss it's a process, you know, and it's a pro- everyone runs runs their own process, has their own process. And so I do think it's important that, you know, when people have experienced a lot of loss, a lot of trauma this year to understand that, you know, this Rosh Hashanah may be very, very painful and very difficult. And and as I say, to be kind to yourself that if you can't be happy just because it's, you know, it says on the calendar, it's time to be happy. You know, uh, you know as you're saying, often this is the first Rosh Hashanah, the first milestone uh, or significant milestone without someone that we, you know, that, that was so important to our families, to our lives. And I think it's so important to, to, to be real and to understand that if this Rosh Hashanah is going to be different, is going to be a time of, of reflecting on that loss and feeling that loss, then, then that's so authentic. And I think for me, that's, that, that's completely understandable. And as I said, maybe it's not the right time to think about how to change your life. Uh, that takes a lot of willpower, takes a lot of energy. And absolutely, as I said at the start, maybe this is not the best time. Maybe Another time in the year when you're feeling more resilient, when you're feeling like you're moving forward um, in some kind of way, maybe that's a better time to think about, you know, changing things, doing things differently. So in a way, being kind to yourself is possibly the best thing you can take on now. And also maybe shelving in a way, shelving things till when you're ready to deal with it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think timing is so important. Listen, I think we, you know, we do tend to procrastinate sometimes. You know, some of us tend to, you know, oh, we'll do it next week or, or, you know, this is not the best time. So I think we need to be realistic about things. But I do think for me that, you know, this idea of guilt and regret and punishment, um, you know, they really are not productive feelings. It doesn't motivate us in the long term. I mean, it might motivate us in the beginning to get going, you know, oh, I feel guilty about this. But in the long term, you know, the thing that's going to really sustain us when we're trying to 
you know, do things differently are going to be things like, like, like rewards. And as you say, you know, um, really, really being kind to ourselves. And, you know, I often say this to parents, you know, they say, what is the number one tip you'd give me uh, for parenting? And I'd say, look after yourself. You know, you've got to look after because if you've got nothing in the tank for yourself, then you just can't be a good parent. And I think the same applies to us as, you know, in all aspects of our lives, that if we if we don't look after ourselves, we're not going to have that energy, that willpower. And we have a limited resource of that. We don't have an endless resource as, as human beings to have willpower and energy. So I think it's so important to stop and refill um, and not to feel guilty about that because because without that, we can't move forward and look after others and, and, and make changes in our lives, which would be productive. So going forward, we, we're looking for a balance between developing that resilience, which we, we've, we know we can and have, we can mm-hmm. develop and, and we already have and we've already developed, but kind of balancing that resilience with the need to also take a moment and, you know, breathe, do what we can, leave what we can't do for a later time, knowing that we eventually have to do what needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, you know, we know if we're procrastinators, if we, that we those type of people. So, so, you know, if we're avoiding something to, to ask why we're avoiding, you know, making that change if it's important to you. But I think if you can think about your goals moving forward, you know, for, you know, whenever that is, whenever that time is appropriate. For you, whether it's, and this is a good time for, for a lot of people, but as you said, it's for some people, no, it's not. So maybe you need to think about marking another time in the diary. Maybe it's your birthday. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just the beginning of a month. But I think to think about, um, have you got enough in the tank to, you know, to, to make these changes? Are you right? Are, are you ready emotionally to, to, to make these changes? And then to think very carefully about, <laughs> for, you know, for want of an analogy, where you're going to get best bang for your buck. You know, is it actually if you make extra money, you know, we all need to have a certain amount of money, but will that really, you know, make you happier, bring more meaning to your life? And as I say, I think for me, you know, what's been useful is to really think about things around like emotional awareness, strong relationships, a sense of meaning and purpose, and use those as a guideline, because I think, you know, that's where you're going to get bang for your buck if you really put effort into that you're going to get really rewarded from an emotional point of view. Yeah, you know, we come to this time of year. For me, spring is always, you know, a point of opportunity and growth and renewal. And the weather is playing its part to some degree. And the knowledge that eventually, um, you know, COVID will become part of our life in, in a way that the normal flu has become part of our life. So there is, there is hope. There's always hope. Uh, Absolutely. You know, the one thing when we talk about emotional awareness, we talk about, you know, emotion has motion, you know, and I think that's so important for people to keep in mind that just like emotion has motion, you know, we can feel sad in one moment, but, you know, things will move. Obviously, if it doesn't, then then it's important to seek help. But generally, emotion has motion and exactly the same in life that it's amazing. We are so adaptable as human beings. You know, we are, you know, we are so resilient. And I think not to underestimate our, our, our adaptability and our, and our resilience. And I think, um, you know, that's really so important to keep in mind that we are moving forward. And, and, and I think for me, uh, we are very adaptable uh, and very resourceful. And I think things really should, uh, and I think are moving in the right direction. And we're finding ways to live meaningful, um, and connected lives, even with, um, you know, having, having, you know, this virus around us. David, thank you so much for joining me. Only a pleasure.
That was David Abramson, a clinical psychologist, giving us emotional and mental tips to prepare for the new year.